Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, KendraPatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stepping Off Now podcast. I'm Kendra. I hope y'all are doing well. Today is the day after Thanksgiving here in the United States. And this year, all my people were out of town. And so I thought that I was set to kind of celebrate the holiday alone, which I'm mostly fine with. I've done a lot of that in my life uh, as a person without their own family and no kids. And it doesn't bother me overly much, but it's also not ideal. And it's a little boring, if I'm honest. (laughs) Well, this year, to my surprise and happiness, my neighbors invited me to have the Thanksgiving meal with them. My longtime listeners will remember that several years ago, I went through a rather stressful period where the house next to me, which was an old house like my my own, built in the 40s, was torn down and a brand new house built. And among the many stressors involved in that situation was, you know, this unknown of having new neighbors. And you really hope you're going to get some good ones, but you never know for sure. And I'm really lucky in terms of all my neighbors on this little street that I live on with about eight houses are all good people, at least the ones that I know. But I was extra lucky, I think, to get the neighbors that moved into this new house. We get on really well and hang out a couple times a year because we all have pretty busy lives. But it was just great to spend the holiday dinner with them. So that was a really special thing that happened to me over this Thanksgiving, which, as I've mentioned before, has always been my favorite holiday and still is, even though, of course, in recent years, I've become aware of the more problematic aspects of this holiday. For me, it has always been about sharing time with loved ones and cooking delicious food and really thinking about what we're thankful for. Christmas was never that for my family because we were always on the ski slopes on Christmas Day. So Christmas was always kind of a non-holiday. Thanksgiving really was where we celebrated being together. And also we would always set up our Christmas tree after the Thanksgiving meal. So it was a sort of combined Thanksgiving Christmas type of thing for us. So anyway, I think my point is with this story is that even things that are really stressful in our lives can turn out to have really wonderful aspects to them. And that's something to think about when we're in stressful periods, that there's no way to predict all the outcomes and effects of any given circumstance in our lives. And we might as well think that good things are going to happen and come out of it to help us get 
get through those those periods. With that in mind, I thought today I would talk about something that is getting me through these final months of the polishing drafts of my novel, The Gentle History, which I plan to have ready for submission. I've decided I'm going to submit to agents first and give that a try by next February. And these final months, which I think is pretty common in a larger project, and I certainly experienced this when I was finishing up my dissertation, just seem to be stretching themselves out thinner and thinner (laughs) so that the end point seems farther and farther away the closer I'm getting to it in terms of time. And I'm kind of entering this phase of just boredom and tedium with my project in which I often feel like I just hate it. I hate everything about it and that it completely sucks. There's no way it's ever going to be ready. Or even if it is finally ready, there's no way that it's ever going to be good enough. All of these insecurities, which just haunt you throughout the life of a creative project, are coming on full force right now as I struggle towards the end. And while I still do feel some of my normal enjoyment in my creative practice, my focus has shifted from the day-to-day fulfillment and enjoyment in my creative practice to just finishing the darn thing. And that's a really different type of mindset. And when you have that type of mindset, that's when you start to get these feelings of lack of motivation and and everything that surrounds that lack of motivation coming up because you're overfocused on that end point at the expense of the process. But that's appropriate for this stage of a project when you just need to get it done, otherwise you'd be working on it forever. And while I do think that projects take their own time and will be done when they're done, I also think that we do need to push a little bit when we get to the end, that it's not really going to happen naturally. We need to make that ending come about, especially if we are very focused on process like I am in my creative practice. So what I found useful in these final months is what I think of as the greater purpose of my art. You could also call this a higher purpose, but I'm not a huge fan of using the term higher because it sort of gives this idea of having a grander or greater purpose, a kind of vaunted feeling that I think can actually be very intimidating and damaging to the creative process itself. Because when you're in these final stages, you really have to strike a balance between trying to maintain your motivation, which should largely be through the life of a creative project, the joy and gratification and fulfillment you get from actually doing the creative work, and finishing a project and being goal-focused at that end stage, which can lead to a loss of that motivation. So what do you do when you're sort of stuck in this this part of a creative project? And how do you push through in a way that is going to feel natural to you as an artist and your own creative process and isn't going to overwhelm you and be yet another thing that you have to add to your plate while you're struggling to just finish the darn thing? Here's what I suggest. This is where your greater purpose comes in. It might not be something that you have thought about before. But it's probably something that you already know. It's probably kind of been hanging around on the sidelines 
and you may have been pushing it away because it can seem a little too audacious to have a greater purpose for your art when you're feeling tentative and insecure and struggling to feel like you deserve to put your voice out into the world, your work out into the world. And also, I should add that making your work about your greater purpose too early on can get in the way of developing a strong creative practice because it becomes something that takes your focus away from your own relationship with your art. And that has to be strong before you can start thinking about the relationship your art has with the wider world. And one final thing before I get into the specifics of what a greater purpose can look like and how it can serve you is you don't really ever have to have one. If you want to keep your focus on your own relationship with your art and how it fulfills you, how it helps you manage your mental health, how it gratifies you specifically, that's absolutely fine. Having a greater purpose is simply a tool that I'm finding useful right now in my own creative practice, but it is certainly not something I have given much thought to before now. I mean, not really, and I'll explain in a moment what I mean by that. And I was totally fine with that. I was totally fine with being selfish about my art Because for me, in my life, I decided after I experienced all of those issues with burnout and the mental health challenges associated with that at the end of getting my PhD, I decided I was going to, from then on out, prioritize my mental health each and every day and do what I needed to do to make sure I could feel good in my own life. And I am 100% dedicated to that. That is always going to be my first and foremost priority with my creative practice. But all along, and you'll already know this if you've been a longtime listener, I've had these feelings about wanting my creative work to serve a purpose in the world. I mean, obviously, that's why I do this podcast in the first place is because I want to share everything I'm learning on this journey with other people who are struggling in similar ways in order to help them. And of course, I get helped immensely as well through doing this podcast. So it feels very reciprocal to me. But for a long time, I viewed my fiction as something that was very personal, that had little to do with any kind of audience, even though, well, to be honest, for the first two or three years of writing this novel, I was not interested in the idea of publication at all, and and never really thought about that part of it, because I knew that I needed to fix my relationship with my art. And to do that, I had to push aside any idea of there being an eventual audience at all. Then I sort of went through this phase where I was like, well, maybe I will. And then I got more and more confident around the idea of putting my work out into the world until just recently, I got to a point where I was like, yes, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to submit to agents and pursue traditional publication, which was my original dream that I had sort of given up on years ago. So that has been a journey for me. But grappling with this idea of audience and how I want my work to serve my audience has been an important part of that journey because what I realized along the way is that, I mean, sure, I could put my work out into the world and be like, I don't care if people like it or not. My work is my work. It's a pure expression of my, my inner reality and people will, will either accept it or not. 
I could do that. And I think that's totally fine. But personally, what I found is that the challenge of creating a novel that people might actually want to read <laughs> has been one that I eventually welcomed into my life. And if you've been following along, you'll know that 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 part of my journey has been my eventual embracing of writing a genre-ish novel rather than a literary fiction-ish novel. I don't know if I was ever really purely literary fiction, but making my novel a little bit more plot forward, a little bit more engaging, hopefully page turning in that way, has been part of that journey for me. And that brings me to the first type of greater purpose you can have for your work, which is actually not my main greater purpose, but I think this is a perfectly respectable greater purpose. And this is the one that maybe many artists have, which is simply to entertain people, to take them away from reality for a little while and immerse them in a different world. And there are a lot of add-ons you can have to that greater purpose, right? So let's say you write romance novels. Well, maybe your greater purpose is to entertain people and, and put them into a world of this happy feeling romance and just make them feel hopeful and satisfied for a little while. Or if you like mysteries, like I'm a huge consumer of mystery type entertainment, and I and that's what I'm writing, in fact, is a, a bit of a mystery. Your goal might be to entertain people through providing them with a kind of mental puzzle, so some intellectual stimulation. Goodness knows the world needs to escape from itself every once in a while, and this is a laudable and very honorable greater purpose to have for your work. And this purpose has been part of what has motivated me through the last, I would say, year and a half of revising my novel. But it's not enough for me as an artist, as a human being, and it's not enough to motivate me through to the end. So what other kind of greater purpose could I have? And how do I figure it out? Now, like I said, you don't have to have a higher purpose for your art. It's not a requirement. And plenty of people in this world simply create art of all kinds because of the joy it brings to their own lives. And they don't really ever share it. And even if they share it, you know, their their primary focus is just the, their own fulfillment. How do you know if you need a grander, uh, grander purpose? Well, you'll feel it because that won't be enough for you. There will be this underlying dissatisfaction. Like, okay, I, I get great fulfillment and joy from my creative practice, but then what? You just feel like there's more. That's the easy part. <laughs> but how do you find, how do you figure out what that greater purpose can be for you? I think this is something that reveals itself through the relationship you have with your art. And if you look back through the history of your creative practice, there's probably going to be indicators. For me, those indicators have been my constant feeling, which I've talked about on this podcast, that my novel is more than just a story about characters engaged in struggles, which is the basic structure of virtually any novel, of any story, really. I've talked about how I have opinions and ideas about things that infuse my novel. I've talked about how I consider my novel to be a feminist novel. Now, I didn't start off with any kind of thought of my novel being this way. This is what emerged 
as I worked on it over the years. And it's a part of my novel that got stronger and stronger over the years as I continued to refine the story and understand more about my characters and the struggles that they're dealing with. Another aspect of my novel that I, I haven't maybe directly talked about is that it deals with mental health issues as well. And that's another, of course, subject that I talk about a lot on this podcast, not necessarily in reference to my fiction, but that's always been there too all along. And I've talked about how my concept for this novel isn't just to put an interesting story out into the world, but to put ideas out into the world that matter to me. So what I've put together in these final months of what my greater purpose is for my own personal work is that it's a bit of what you might call activist fiction. I actually originally considered making this episode on the idea of creativity and activism, but I decided against it because I think that there are two different types of activist art, and probably what most people are going to think of when they hear the term activist art is art that is specifically made with activism in mind. That is decidedly not what I'm talking about for myself here. In fact, most advice when you're writing novels that do have uh, like something to say about society or politics or something is to not start off focusing on that. That that if you do, it will be at the expense of actually creating a novel that people will want to read that's engaging and entertaining and it will come off as being overly strident and preachy, possibly. And I think that that's probably right. Not that that is necessarily a bad thing if you are the type of person who is truly like of activist spirit, and we do need people like that in the world. We do need art like that, but that's not what I'm doing. The advocacy side of my art is definitely secondary to all the other reasons that I'm doing my art, which is first and foremost, to fulfill myself and to help me live a life that feels worth living. And second, to put something out into the world that might brighten the lives of others or entertain them or intellectually stimulate them for a little while. And then also, (laughs) I have things that I want to say or that I've become aware that I want to say, because again, I did not start out writing this novel with these ideas in mind to say, but those those things are there in the novel, and they're going to be said, they're going to be communicated. And even though that is third down the list of why I'm doing my art, it has become possibly the, the, the most important thing to me now at the end of the project, as I seek to finish this novel. And I think it's because even though Personally, it's not a priority. It feels like in terms of the world and putting my art out into the world, it is possibly the most consequential part of my art beyond even entertaining people. This is the part of art that is, is possibly enduring. The ideas of, uh, that are contained in that art that even after people have read and put aside your work, even after nobody is interested in reading it anymore because so much time has passed and there's new art in the world to entertain them. These are, this is the part of the art that still matters and could be something that far in the future might be interesting to, to take a look at or study 
or reread because it says something about the era in which the art was created or the culture and society in which it was created or the person who created it. That's not to say that I have some kind of grand vision of my novels being taught in college classes in 100 years or anything like that. It's just that that's how it feels, that, that this is an enduring core. And I think to to have the confidence and audacity to actually put your work out into the world, at least for me personally, I need to feel that it's going to matter beyond just me and just the, the brief enjoyment it gives hopefully gives to other people. And this is what that is for me, this this grander, larger purpose for my art. And that's why I think that this is popping up for me now at the end of the project when I am getting closer and closer to realizing that vision of actually putting my work into the world. This greater purpose has almost become like a gravitational force that's dragging <laughs> my my novel over that finish line. So in other words, to be succinct about it, I hope that my novel is tapping into the zeitgeist of the moment, even though it's actually an historical novel, or technically counts as one, because all the action takes place at least 20 years ago, if not 70 years ago, it takes place in multiple timelines. But my hope is is that it's current, and that it has something to say that resonates with the era that we're in, in a way that feels artful and not strident and preachy. And I'm very sensitive to those latter things in novels, novels that are a little bit too on point with issues of the day are kind of irritating to me. So hopefully I haven't gone too far in that direction with my own work. So if you think that having a greater purpose for your work might be a tool that could be helpful for you in, especially in those times when you're really kind of struggling with motivation. And like all tools, be very careful with this one because it's tempting to let these tools that sort of inject you with a spurt of motivation substitute for actual motivation, actual intrinsic motivation. That is to say the motivation that comes from you and your primary relationship with your work that keeps you going day in and day out that enjoyment and gratification you get from actually doing your work. It's easy to become too reliant on these more external motivators that come from visions of what you imagine for your work in the future or those rewards you get from external validation. There's always a danger of those kind of infecting your internal motivation if you over-rely on them. And that will lead you down a path of eventually having a deterioration in your relationship with your art. But think about what your own greater purpose could be if this seems like a tool that you'd like to to play with. It can seem at the outset of thinking about this kind of thing to be something that's going to make you too big for your britches, as they say here in the South. And I struggled with that a lot too. Like, who am I to think that I have anything important to say about any of these issues that needs to be out in the world for other people to read. I mean, there are plenty of other people with very informed opinions speaking out about various issues in the world right now. We all know that, who are saying things way better than I ever could. And there are certainly plenty of people out there voicing their opinions who really just should shut up. And what if I'm one of those people? (laughs) I get it. It can feel 
uncomfortable to put yourself into that headspace of deciding for yourself that your thoughts are worth sharing, being your own advocate, almost self-promoting yourself. That can be very uncomfortable for certain types of personalities. And even if your greater purpose is simply to entertain people, you can have thoughts like, well, why do I have the right to do that when there are so many people doing the same thing and doing it way better than I ever could? Just remember that all of those people are no different from you. The difference maybe being that they've decided that they're going to do it anyway, that they're going to add their art to the mix, their voice to the mix, and that what they have to say and share is is worth it. They've decided that for themselves because ultimately nobody else is going to tell you that, or very rarely is that going to actually be something someone else hands to you. You have to decide that you're going to take it for yourself. You're going to give yourself permission. And I still struggle with this a lot. I tend to be way overly humble, way too self-deprecating. And I am trying to step up a bit, I think, in these final months of completing my project, trying to feel more confident in this greater purpose that I see for myself, for my work in the world. And, you know, it'll be what it's going to be ultimately in the end. I don't control any of that how people are going to receive my work once it's out in the world. This is strictly about getting this thing done and feeling good about it and like it's worth putting out into the world. So give your greater purpose some thought and let me know if you figure it out or if you don't think it's something you want to deal with at all. Let me know why. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on the matter. You can shoot me an email through the contact tab on my website, kendrapatterson.com. Thanks so much for spending this time with me today. I hope all your creative projects and your creative practices are bringing you gratification, fulfillment, and a sense of meaning. I'll see you back here in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.